In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, she doesn't think like you. The Game Plan Platinum Edition. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the cute diggity dog. I did that for me because when I listen to this podcast driving down the street and I hear myself seeing the cute diggity dog, it cracks me up. I mean, it makes me laugh. I am Quincy Moran in the studio with my beautiful wife, Jeannie Moran. And we are here to give you a quick game plan episode on She Doesn't Think Like You. And we felt it was very, very important for you to understand a little deeper how we came to this. So here we go. And guys, make sure you subscribe. You're listening anyway. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And please like us on Facebook. The easiest way to communicate, though if you don't have my cell phone number, is going to manversusmarriagepodcast.com. You'll see a bubble pop-up of my face with a very awesome-looking mustache combination. I love it. Okay, here we go. So how did we come to this? Identifying areas where we think differently. Is it a good thing or is it a bad thing? I won't lie. I get that from Josiah. I don't lie anyway. Um, it can be both. There, It is so true. <laughs> there are some areas where if you don't see eye to eye, it can cause problems in your relationship. So you need to come to an agreement. Uh, with that being said, that's just another part of the process, which is negotiating and compromising. Um, but you know, if you know that they don't think like you, now you have kind of not necessarily an ammunition but now you have a um what's the word i'm looking for we have a way to communicate through it if we don't if we already know we're arguing about something and and there's a question of okay wait a what did you hear me say and b you're not thinking about this the same way i am so what is it that you're understanding in this it just gives you a, another level to come to a compromise to come to a negotiation because otherwise you're just button heads she doesn't yeah. think like you. You don't think like her. You're both going at each other. for, And ultimately, Quincy and I have found this. We're actually coming to the same conclusion. We're just getting there differently. Yeah. And we're fighting about it, but yet we've got the same friggin' answer. So when you learn she doesn't think like you, he doesn't think like me, if we can change the verbiage just a little, ask a couple of questions, it's amazing how quickly we get to the same thing a lot faster. Yeah, and I mean... The most simple way I could relate to it is when we go to Walmart. <sighs> it's like, if I'm driving, we go one way. If you drive, we go another way. Ultimately, we're ending up at the same destination. And I can sit over there in the passenger seat and say, no, turn here. No, turn there. Turn here. When you're the one driving the car, so I should let you drive. Now, what that means is... No matter what your history is, no matter what yesterday brought you, do everything you can not to assume 
and begin the operation of asking questions. And don't ask questions like, are you a freaking idiot or what? And then blah, blah, blah. There's your question. Because all that's going to do is cause the defenses to go up and the USS battleship of I'm going to shoot the F out of your face <laughs> comes out and you all you're doing is causing a war and it's not necessary. I don't know what that means, but I... Yes, you do. Think of the Friends episode. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't Double remember. Double uh, <laughs> <laughs> So that is, that is what helped bring us to this conclusion. And yes, there are many cases where we both basically want the same outcome. It just might not be the same path to get there. But since you are being more mindful to understand and want to understand how she thinks... You'll just get a different perspective because no matter how much you're committed to your point of view, it's very interesting to get somebody else's perspective Mm -hmm. and you could learn something from that. And maybe she can learn something from you and it doesn't have to be a negative. It also helps because now we preface things. Um, I used to get paranoid if Quincy would come home and say, You know, he got a job offer or he was considering a job or he was thinking about changing his position in his current job. All of these things, the first thought in my head is insurance, medical insurance, because we had a lot of medical stuff going on. My second one was uh, pay difference, you know, commission versus salary, hourly versus salary. Then we would go to how many hours a week because, yeah, on paper you're working 40 hours a week, but in reality this position might have him working 40 hours a week on the clock and an extra 25 hours off the clock and there's no compensation for that because it's salary or what have you and my brain automatically went to oh crap it just because we I was comfortable in what we had I knew how to work that but Quincy could now even now when we discuss things it's like okay I'm just thinking about this I just want you to hear what I'm thinking it automatically tells me I don't have to speed bump. Yeah. I don't have to panic. Or just basically that or he'll come in and say, okay, I want to go to the clouds real quick. Okay, I know what that means. That means turn all of my thinking off and just listen. And just thinking and go right for the now, ride. I, I dove in there on you, but, you know, looking at just like in the moment coming to a realization, I could see the fear oh, that yeah. might cause you because I am very much a doer. And if I'm thinking about something or planning to do something, I just go freaking do it. Mm -hmm. And so I could see how that would cause you a lot of concern and anxiety when you need security. I'm an outliner. We'll, We'll look at it this way. From a writer's perspective, there's the pantser, which would be you. You get an idea and you just roll with it until you get to the bottom of it and you realize, oh, that's not gonna work. Or, oh, cool, this is running and you take off with it. I am an outliner. I have to know what comes next. Where is this going? What details need to be in here and what comes next so that I can build and keep moving? If I don't have that, I'm stuck. I'm absolutely freaking stuck and I can't get beyond it because I don't know what it looks like. And that's one of the hardest questions I think that I ever have to answer is what does it look like? I have no freaking clue. I have an imagination. I have no freaking clue. Why? Because we've never been there. Yeah. And I have so many um, circumstances that have spoken so loudly for so long that it takes me some time to go, okay, what would this look like? 
you know, when we started talking about the first one we did with, with going to the clouds, and I remember very well was we wanted a new house and we were stuck, you know, that was hard because I went to the clouds. I found the house that I wanted. I was totally excited. And when we got down to the, the bare bones of it, dude, there's no way we can afford this house. Well, I think we could have afforded the house, but when you buy a house for four to $500,000 and then you want to put $75,000 and, you know, changes to it brand new, that's a turnoff for me. Well, and it wasn't even that. I wasn't thinking about the, the big, big house. I was thinking about when we were trying to move out of our first house oh. and we were building a house. Oh. The first one we wanted was much bigger than the one we actually ended up with. But it was a matter of, at the time, you were on commission. And commission at the time was, you know, it's construction. So one minute it's up, one minute it's down. You, it, you just never know which way it's going to go. And I had no guarantee because we were also buying formula and diapers. And I was pregnant, of course, because that's where I lived at the moment for like eight years. So... I, I was wanting that so badly that I got my heart set on it. And then when we came down from the clouds, it wasn't even coming down. Dude, somebody grabbed a freaking block of concrete and just yanked that sucker down. Oh, that was like way before we even knew about the clouds. Yeah, but I, I didn't I didn't understand that that's what it was until we got with Rita. And I was like, oh, okay, now I get it. Because I didn't know how to get past our circumstances. It was always... And whenever I would get past our circumstances and I would look at something that... I would want or that we needed if it came crashing down I wouldn't try anymore mm -hmm. why get my hopes up when I already know someone's gonna pull the rug out from under me so what's the point of going there it it took time for you and Rita to work with me to say okay even if it's gonna come down we're not going there we're just looking just look if I can get that far then we can start processing through how to get there, what it's going to take. But if you can't get past what's going on in the circumstances around you just to even hope for something, mm -hmm. you're not going to get out of it ever. And that's kind of where, you know, I add to your repertoire because if you fail and, and you don't feel like you can go on, I'm the let's do it again guy. I just, <laughs> this is very, very true. I just don't, I don't stop with failure I, I might get discouraged at some point but i always find a way to go after it again i'm the person that's like i don't want to get back on the bike if i have to put the training wheels back on it and quincy's like okay fine i'll hold the seat let's go i'll push that's, <laughs> that's, that's just, exactly what it is that's just the way i roll so the one thing is you know we already have here no matter what the history is don't assume you know what they're thinking or how they're thinking just don't do it even now when i assume that I know Jeannie's thinking a certain way about a certain topic. Most of the time I'm wrong. I, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sharp. I'm probably right most of the time. Let's say you're it's, wrong about it most of the time. It's not honey. whether or not you're right or wrong. Now you've just come to the conclusion that, and then I've seen it. I've seen the face where you'll turn around and go, you know what? Let me just ask you. Yes. Let me just ask, what are you thinking? Yeah. And, <laughs> because and, you might be, you might be right, but if you're not, it could go south really fast. Right. And and that's uh that's one of the great things that Coach Rita taught us. And this might sound weird if you've never heard it, but it's basically 
asking permission or giving permission. So you're giving your spouse permission to ask you questions. Uh, you're laughing. I'm laughing because I just immediately feedback. Oh, I hated feedback. Yeah, hated no doubt, feedback. no doubt. I know that's. I know you loathe that term, but what you what we do is we give one another permission, you know, to call each other on our crap or to ask what is really going on, and that can be that can be intimidating because if you pull back the curtain, if I give you permission to pull back the curtain, you might really see what's going on, and you might it might expose some of my vulnerabilities, which I may not want to expose as a guy or mm -hmm. you may not want to expose as a gal so giving each other permission and then before you dive in you can ask okay can i can i ask you what's going on here and that you know you've given them permission it doesn't give you permission to be a major d that's not what it is to dive in and just like slam you know what i'm saying that's not the permission that you're giving it's permission to ask questions so hopefully you think more deeply through what your process is or where you're at, and then I can understand how you're thinking. Because this is the, this is the, the saying that I've come to terms with is it's really hard to see the picture when you're in the frame. So it, uh, it, giving somebody permission that you trust to ask you questions that knows in a decent way how you think it just enhances your ability to communicate and help that other person and help yourself so you're not assuming the wrong thing. And if I, if I give you an example, you need to say something? Go no, ahead. Go ahead. If I'm giving you some examples, it is uh, the movies and my mindset. It's Jeannie's complaints and how I became Mr. Fix-It. It's sex in our life when it came down to need, want. Was it a service? just going through the motions and what do these particular topics mean to you and it's not always the pinch points or the problem areas that you go after sometimes it's the good things you talk about so you learn more about how that person thinks and you can feed into that that actually i think one of the biggest ones for us is we went to the autograph signing because <clears throat> We went to um, go see an AHL team, and we had just gotten membership seats. It was our first year. It was Quincy's gift to me was for us to have season tickets for the year for me and him to go whenever we wanted. That became our date night guarantee. Mm -hmm. If we couldn't get a night during the week, we made a weekend away, and we went to hockey for the weekend, which is like my happy place. So that meant he was in a very happy place. But when we would get there, um, we went for an autograph signing. We didn't know that this was part of the package, but we get to go and we get to meet the guys and you get in line and you can get autographs. Okay. So I took, I had my Jersey with me and I had a very hard time wrapping around going and getting someone's autograph because I felt like a freaking teenager, and, you know, and I'm in my forties. And I'm going up to this kid who's like 24, 25 years old. And I'm giddy as a school kid because I'm getting an autograph. And he's a freaking kid. Mm -hmm. But I was so excited and so happy to be there and be around everything. I don't think I had an adult mindset of anything that night. I was just in a playland. I was happy. But then when we were driving home, it was like, 
why did I behave that way? Why did I, why was I so giddy? Why was it so hard for me to just be okay? I was fighting myself while we were there because I'm supposed to act like this mature 40 year old person. I'm talking to a bunch of children in my mindset. These guys are 18, 19. I think the oldest guy there was 29. These are still kids to me compared to where we're at in life. And it's not to discredit them. It was just, they're, they're young and I'm getting giddy to meet them. And it took me going back and why is it not okay for me to just let go and let loose and have a good time and just be a kid in the moment? It was really hard for me, but it took us knowing like that's something I needed to work on. I need more kid-like time. Well, also that you, you know, just because we brought up permission may not equate to the same it may not correlate with what we're talking about, but you needed to give yourself permission to be happy. Bingo. I, I needed the permission, but it took you telling me, you know, you, you, you have permission to just have a good time. Yeah. You, you have permission to let go and not be mom right now. Just go do you. It seems strange to me at first. And, and I, I'm constantly like, that's like, God, I feel like an idiot for this, but it's the truth because we've been locked into so many things and thinking a certain way for so long that when something comes up you're like you fight yourself because you want to pump the brakes but at the same time you're like dude I really want to do this I really want to do this so it's it was one of those kind of moments but again going back to permission you have that permission but you never take it without reminding me or re-asking okay do I have permission to go here do I have permission? When we were there and we were driving home, you're like, okay, so can I tell you what I think? Yeah, sure. Go for it. Rita did the same thing. Rita's like, so you want me to tell you or do you want me to ask you? <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like that, but that's. That's the that's, permission you've given her. But see, I, that's how you and I are though too, because in certain conversations, that's how we have to approach it. Do you want me to tell you what I'm seeing? Or do you want me to ask you the question so you can process through it? What what do you need right now? Which person do you need? And it's not, you're not being an a-hole about it. You're just asking. Because for me, sometimes I just need to process through it. Ask me the questions. I need to process through this. If it's something that we really need to deal with right now, dude, just give it to me. It's fine. We'll, uh, say it ugly and we'll figure it out. That's that's how we've learned to do this. Yeah. <coughs> well, it, and I think that's, what is paramount here and what comes out of all this is you want to understand how each other thinks, not so you can manipulate that person. Yeah, um, don't be a douche. Either side, even if you're a wife and you're listening to this, we don't want to, to learn how each other thinks so we can manipulate into getting what we want. You want to learn that the best idea is learning how that other person thinks so you can enhance your ability to communicate and feel like your voice is being heard. And if there is an issue or a rub or a frustration, then you can work through it. I'm not assuming I know what you mean anymore. I'm going to ask you, and I have permission to do that. I don't have permission to be a D, but I do have permission to ask you, hey, can I ask you about this, or can I say something, or does this mean this? And that is... That is me learning more about you, which I always want to do, but it's also me giving you the opportunity to understand or for you to see that 
I'm not thinking the worst. I'm just allowing you to explain what your point of view is. And it's critical in a relationship, especially when you come across the more difficult sides. And sometimes these these episodes get focused on how to deal with the difficult things, but we also need to know how to enhance the good things in our life, how to make those better. Well, you can use our Christmas tree as an example. It's simple, but we were we had just done money, <clears throat> and I knew where your mindset was because money is one of those places that we just we struggle with because we, still we think suck at we it, think dude. we think very differently <clears throat> we'll put it that way so i had this christmas tree we bought it when we bought this house it's the biggest tree we've ever had it was a huge milestone for me because i've always wanted this big huge full tree it's a really nice tree and it i know it's lame it's a christmas tree but for me it was one of these we've got a big house i've got my big tree this was a big deal is it is it lame to you it's not lame to me but is it lame to me <clears throat> not now. <laughs> it was when I first bought it. You were like, really? It's a Christmas tree. No, I, w- I was not like that. But then this Christmas, False. we pulled the Christmas tree out and it doesn't work. And no joke, I probably look like a four-year-old kid whose lollipop got stolen because I was broke. Yeah. It, it crushed me. But because we had just done money, I had already made it up in my mind. We're just going to grab Christmas lights. We're going to wrap the tree. We'll deal with it. It's fine. And... I wasn't going to say anything because here, here's the thing. When you learn how the other person thinks, now you become aware. Am I going to say this to you because I know if I say this and I do this, he's going to give me what I want. I don't want to ever operate out of that. I don't ever want to operate out of manipulation. So now you become more aware of, no, this would be a point of frustration for him. We just did money. I'm not going to put this out there. This is not even a discussion. That's your, that was you. That you were was assuming. my. <clears throat> well, this is how I was processing yes. through it because I don't ever want to do something out of manipulation. I could have gone to you and said and, and told you I I really need this, and I know you would have given it to me because you know what my heart is. But I would have felt like crap later because you just said we didn't want to spend any more money. We're already down to the penny. We really can't afford to do this. And I'm going to ask you, knowing you'll give it to me. You're going to hate it and you're going to be pissed for the next couple of weeks whenever you do money just because it's there. Not well, because you did it, but because you're looking at the money side of it. So this is the way you're, this is the way I was processing your, your it. You're perceiving yes. and processing. Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Um, Cause I wasn't thinking, no, any of I know, that but you could probably attest to it in, in previous arguments because you would buy me something for my birthday or we would go on a trip. And as soon as we would get home and start doing bills, Okay, well, we got to pay for this. We got to pay for this. We got to pay for this. And it was like the ugh after the fact. Yeah. And then it was like, dude, you just crushed that whole trip, just got wiped out in one sentence because your whole demeanor about what you spent on me, you didn't, you're not happy. You're pissed because you spent the money. It's not what he said. It was how I internalized what was happening because now it devalues it to me. So when the Christmas tree came around, I, I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm just, we're going to put the lights on it and we're going to move on. I went outside. I literally went in the garage and sat down for a minute because I needed to be away from everybody to cry over a Christmas tree because I felt stupid for crying over a Christmas tree. And Quincy comes out with a cell phone and is this it? Is this the one? Find it. Just, I don't care. Find it. And I ask him, I told him, we don't have the money. You, we don't have the money to do this. I don't care. We're doing it. You need it. I'm doing it. I'm Either getting it for you. You buy it or I'm buying it. <laughs> exactly. So... That's the difference in understanding how the other person thinks. A, you become aware. 
I start asking myself questions. Am I doing this because I want to get what I want? Am I doing this because I want you to feel a certain way because you pissed me off? You know, am I doing this because I want you to make the right choice? I have to know what my motives are. And because I know how you think about things now, and I know what it takes to have a conversation about it, it checks me. Am I doing this out of the right place? Okay. And then it puts me in a position to say, okay, I don't want to manipulate him. I don't, I don't want him to hurt because he hurt me. So now I have to process through, I don't want him to hurt because he hurt me, but I need to tell him that he hurt me. So how do I say this so that you understand without zinging you for it? Yeah. It's, it's just learning. It, it's your self-awareness of yourself, but it's also understanding how the other person thinks so that you're not purposely going for the jugular. Even if you're doing it without being a total douche about it, you could still do it and know that you're intentionally doing it. Yeah. And you're just doing it subtly. You and know that, what I'm saying? And yes, that, I do. that's what I'm trying to, it, it's not that we're trying to pinpoint all the bad things. It's just making you aware of why you do something why they do something and how to have that conversation without breaching that trust and causing a rift. Because the minute you use what you know to manipulate, trust is broken. Yeah. And, and I think that illustration is the perfect example of why we say don't assume anything because all the pieces of what you were assuming about, you know, me and the Christmas tree, we had just got done talking about finances, but there's a couple things, and maybe you've come to this in your relationship as well. There are certain things that mean so much to the other person that you have to be flexible in areas. Mm-hmm. And when your Christmas tree didn't work, I knew that we, I knew for sure that we had just gone through money and we were stuck and that there were situations that had come up. But Christmas is a tradition that you are building in this family. And it was way too important to me. I don't I don't look at it. I mean, for me, I wouldn't have cared about a Christmas tree before you. It was like nice. I didn't care about decorating. I was just happy to have what I had. <laughs> you used to complain spending 40 bucks on a live tree because it's just going to die in a week. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, but at the same at the same token, I know how much that means to you and how very important Christmas is. And this is the rub that comes with money because I plan money with contingencies for things that come up this way and then stay disciplined with the finances. So when these things happen... I'm the impulse person. (laughs) When these things happen, we have the money to cover it. But there was no way in hell, bad terminology for Christmas, that I was going to let this Christmas tree set the tone for your Christmas season. Yeah. And we had been, the, the kids and I had been building up for two weeks. I made them wait to put the Christmas tree up because they wanted to put it up October 31st. They were like, okay, Christmas is right around the corner and they're ready. And I was making it because decorating the house is a big deal for us. That's yeah. like the kids go haywire because you have to get everything out of the boxes. You can't just take out we're going to do the color scheme. No, 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 no. They don't do that. We have one Christmas tree in our living room, which is the big, beautiful, traditional. That's mine. Yeah. And then they have their kid tree, and it's like the Christmas box just threw up. Whatever was in there is all on the tree. 
And but they but, they, but they, did they great. love it. But they love it. <laughs> and they did great. And that's that's their thing. So when it came down to not having that flexibility to be able to have the big pretty tree and then having the kid tree, it was just I don't know, it just broke me for some reason. I was not about to let that happen. But that and and, and that's why you don't want to assume things. You do want a high level of trust when it comes to understanding how the person thinks, but don't assume you know. You can still ask the questions. And that is, I, I was already with the mindset when that tree didn't work. Yes, it would have been easy to buy lights. And I would have just said, you know, just get the freaking lights. I mean, what's the big deal? But I knew, I know how much that means to you. So there was no way that I was going to stand for us not getting you a Christmas tree that works. The compromise um, was, this is the budget. Can you find what you need in this budget? That, And it's that simple. I still got what I wanted, and he got it within the ramifications of what was acceptable on your side for money. So it's just being able to compromise through it. Yeah. Asking questions, understanding that even though you don't think the same about a situation, don't jump to conclusions and count that other person out and the more you learn about each other it can be a plus but then you can overthink it and it can be come a minus if you don't follow some of these principles we're giving you so i hope you've enjoyed this episode you are a you are just an absolute stud for listening i want to know what you find what did you find in your relationship how are those things going reach out to us and let us know but that's it for this. She doesn't think like you, the game plan. I am Quincy Moran. She is. Jeannie. And this is Man Versus Marriage. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You got to live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.